This is your Tuesday Daily Delivery. I am Michael Rand. Hope everyone's having a good day today. We got a special edition of Daily Delivery that went uh, live a little while ago as well. This is the one-year anniversary of the very first episode of Daily Delivery. Happy anniversary to Daily Delivery for those who celebrate. I'm one of them. Um, It's been a labor of love. For more of that, please uh, go listen to that special edition podcast. has a lot of clips from some of my favorite interviews that we've done throughout the years, so hope you enjoy that one as well. Lots of stuff to talk about today. Big one is Ben Gessling. We'll be on uh, in a little while to talk Vikings coaching search. Um, We heard Patrick Royce on Monday's show talking about how he had Zero belief that any of this Jim Harbaugh stuff was legitimate. Well, we're going to find out how legitimate it is because he is uh, interviewing on Wednesday, also known as National Signing Day. Um, College coach at Michigan right now. Had a lot of success during a stint with the 49ers uh, earlier in the early 2010s. I believe 2011 through 2014 went I had like a 700 winning percentage, went to three NFC title games and a Super Bowl. Um, maybe a little hard to get along with, though. So that that will be put to the test in, you know, in the interview process and if they decide to hire Jim Harbaugh. So interesting twist there. Ben will go through the whole kind of gamut of what's at stake here and what uh, you know how he thinks this court, this coaching process will shake out now that there are four uh, four men that seem to be in the primary mix for that job. Also, get to a little Tom Brady talks. We haven't done a whole lot of that yet. Sure, uh, sounds like he's trying to manufacture some sort of uh, not controversy, but ma- make it seem like he's not really retiring. When everybody who has has the inside knowledge says, "Yeah, he's he's retiring." Maybe he just wants to do it on his terms. So, talk about that a little bit. But first, what did I miss? Got to talk a little wild here at the jump because they signed Jordan Greenway to a three-year extension on Monday. You know, the kind of move that they need to be pretty sure about going forward. Now, not like it was a huge, not like it's a huge money deal, three years, $9 million, but, you know, Greenway's been a good, productive player. He's gotten better over the last couple of years, become a better two-way player. He's really thrived on that line with uh, with Marcus Felino and Joel Erickson-Eck. Um, I'm sure they want to keep that line together for as long as possible. It's just got great chemistry, really good at limiting other teams' chances, good mix of size and skill. Um, you know, but as their salary cap becomes more of a challenge in future years, they, they can't miss on players like that. They can't have dead weight contracts. So it's really incumbent on Jordan Greenwood to keep improving to keep staying on this arc he's on right now he's a plus 17 this season so a lot of belief from Bill Guerin that that Jordan Greenway is you know not just having a nice season but is going to become the kind of consistent player that they need him to be over the next few years to you know to justify even just a three million dollar annual salary and here was Guerin on Monday, the Wild general manager talking a little bit about what he likes about Jordan Greenway. You know what, Jordan? Uh, Jordan's play of the last couple months has really, uh, really been great. Um, you know, kind of the way he's he's been a big part of that of that line with uh, with Eric Sinek and and Felino. 
uh, is something that we want to keep around. And we've seen a growth in Jordan over the last couple of years that we know will, or we, we feel will continue. And um, Jordan will keep getting better and better. And this is a place that he's expressed it, that he is uh, comfortable. He wants to be here. He believes in what we're doing. And, uh, and we believe in, in Jordan and the direction that he's going. So we're, we're extremely happy to have him back for, uh, for three more years. And again, stats for the year, not overwhelming aside from that plus 17 mark. You know, 33 games, four goals, nine assists. You know, someone with his size and his skill, you might imagine he would have a little bit more production. Um, you know, but again, he's in charge a lot of defensive uh, defensive responsibilities you know, in terms of zone starts. He starts in the defensive zone almost 60% of the time when he comes onto the ice. So he is primarily, you know, on that kind of, skilled checking line if you want to call it that I think that's a it's better than just calling it a checking line but that's that's part of their duties over there and can he develop even more into a you know into a two-way a a two-way threat that he has been in in recent years marry all those parts of his game together that will be the challenge and if he does that contract will seem even more like a bargain take a playcation to Mystic Lake for 24-7 gaming fun restaurants and bars and luxurious hotel rooms and join club m to bask in the rewards follow the lights to mystic lake where every day is play day happy to have ben gessling back on daily delivery um we tried this about 12 hours ago ben and uh it didn't work so well so now we are recording a second time in the wee hours of um, Monday still technically Monday, I guess. It's like for, nightly delivery now. A nightly, like nightly, nightly delivery. We're, nightly we're, delivery. We're, we're, we're do, past that. We're like a PM and an AM podcast now. Yeah, we're it's like, like we're the old like days old, of the paper. Like the old days like of the, the paper. Old Star and Tribune. Yeah, we're, we're not the Star Tribune anymore. We're going way back to the old days of the <laughs> morning Minneapolis Star and the afternoon <laughs> Minneapolis Tribune. Look it up, kids. There were two papers. And and if we had if if we had used our interview from. Monday, we did Monday around 2 p.m. Yep. Um, everything that we talked about basically would have been blown to smithereens <laughs> as it has been, you know, 10 hours later. Um, so we're re-recording this. Um, it's late, but uh, not not unreasonably late. We're, gonna, we're we're okay. We're we're grown men. We can we can handle this. But catch me up to speed on <laughs> what happened. Um, you know, in in the Vikings coaching search on Monday because it is. Been a whirlwind to watch, and I'm sure it was even more of a whirlwind for you to uh, to to report on. Yeah, it's been. I mean, this day, this beat has these types of days where just weird stuff happens, and you end up kind of pulling your hair out and having a lot of fun at the same time. <laughs> this is kind of been one of those days. So they they get on a plane this morning to uh, Los Angeles. They sent their interview contingent out there to go talk to Kevin O'Connell and Raheem Morris from the Rams. And the plan initially was to go talk to those two guys and then go up to San Francisco to talk to D'Amico Ryans. Well, about 5 o'clock, I was texting with somebody that said, hey, you might want to look at this D'Amico Ryans thing. Sounds like he might be pulling out. And there was this theory of like, well, the Harbaugh thing is still lurking. Is that part of the reason that he's thinking – I'm not sure how serious this is. If they're just going to hire Harbaugh, why, why should I waste my time? Um, so I hear that at like five o'clock and you kind of start to say, well, okay, I, I keep that in the back of my mind. I don't quite know for sure yet, but um, 
then I have somebody, just a, a tipster sends me a thing saying, hey, Patrick Graham's coming to Minnesota for an interview. So checked on that. Yeah, he's coming to Minnesota. So ended up breaking that story. And then a couple minutes later, it pops that Harbaugh's coming too. So, um, and then the it pops, it, you know, other people start reporting what I'd heard earlier about D'Amico Ryan's like, okay, so obviously what I'd heard was right. And now we're, uh, it's going to be corroborated. So it seems like this is happening. And, um, and I think a lot of that was perhaps the, the switches with Harbaugh. And that might've been why people were starting to talk about that, but they, instead of going to San Francisco, they fly back to Minnesota tonight from LA. They will now interview Patrick Graham, from the Giants at the TCO Performance Center tomorrow, today, I guess. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Yes. Is the day that it is when you're hearing this. Yes. Um, that is the day Patrick Graham is interviewing. Jim Harbaugh <laughs> interviews on Wednesday, which is also, and I know it doesn't have as much luster as it used to, but it's right. also National Signing Day. Yes. So, which leads to all of these questions about what's the motive here? Is Harbaugh interested in the job? Is there still a play to go to Miami or is the fact that the Wolverines cut his salary in half last year, still stuck in his craw. And this is a way to sort of force their hand or make things really uncomfortable, or maybe it's a, it's a way to leave in a, in the most uncomfortable manner possible. I mean, any of these things I think are still possible. I I guess I tend to think that if he's going to go about it, you have to assume you have to take it at face value and think he wants the job with the Vikings. but. Um, this thing has had so many twists and turns. It's, it's hard to know for sure. Now, Jim Harbaugh, very accomplished with San Francisco. He 44, 19 and one, I believe was his regular season record. He went to three NFC title games and a a super bowl. It was close to winning a super bowl against his brother when they played against uh, Baltimore and the blackout game, yes. And yeah, so they put you know, the lights out at halftime, and then the 49ers came screaming back. I remember that. They, you know, he went to Michigan. Great Super Bowl. Hasn't been great there, but this was uh, by far his most successful season there. They go to the college football playoff. Um, it just it, everything about this, aside from his credentials, which, you know, tell you 700 winning percentage would be, you know, the most accomplished candidate out there, but everything we've heard from the Vikings about collaboration, about kind of this direction they're going seems to be at odds, at least with the public perception and what we've seen of Jim Harbaugh. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this idea of, of Jim Harbaugh being a, an actual serious candidate, even though the credentials say he's a serious candidate. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that, Given his resume, the fact that he hasn't coached in the NFL in eight years says a lot. And I think that probably is part of the reason why he hasn't coached in the NFL, because he's had these this reputation of being hard to get along with. Players kind of feel like he wears you out and obviously had fights with Trent Balky, who I think has had his own issues in such that you may look back on that and say, well, probably both of these guys were at fault. It's not just all one guy, and it, it kind of gets painted one way when things go bad in a lot of these situations, as we've seen with Mike Zammer and Rick Spielman here in the last few weeks. But the interesting thing about this is what you alluded to, that 
there was all of this talk about we want strong communicators, we want strong leaders, we want collaborators. We don't want a fear-based environment, per the words of Eric Hendricks, the linebacker who would presumably be a fairly big part of probably Vic Fangio's defense if uh, Jim Harbaugh gets the job. It's hard to square these things, I think, if you end up going this way. And maybe Harbaugh is not quite to the degree that he's been painted. And, you know, these things all kind of become snapshots. They all kind of become little windows into people. And you don't ever really have a full sense of it. You try to do your best, but you don't know for sure. But it, it's, it's an odd fit for what they have been talking about. I think the thing you'd have to assume is that Kwesi Adolfo Mensah feels like I've got a good enough relationship with him from the time that they were there, however much they interacted. Kwesi two, must feel two years, like, right? Two years. Yeah, two years. They overlapped. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to know how much they were in the same room um, in a big organization. Is, is he in, in meetings is, is, are they interacting? Are they working together? I mean, we'll hear more about that type of relationship probably as we go, but it's hard to hard to know, but you have to think, and I've talked to people that that have said this is the case, that that Kwesi believes I can work with this guy. Because if you're a first-time GM and this is your hire, you better be really confident in your own skin that this is going to work because you immediately are the second banana in terms of uh in terms of who gets notice for these things who gets national recognition who is seen as probably the one that with the most clout in the building um if you were doing this you must feel like i can i could pull this off and i think the other thing to to remember here is that the wilts for all of the talk about um changing the culture mark wilf also said we want to be super competitive in 2022 we believe we can be super competitive the wilts have almost never other than 2011 when they really had no way out of the box they've almost never said let's rebuild let's tear this thing down it's been we want to win we want to compete for championships right now they are they are fans of the game and they are fans of having a team that is in the mix so making a splash having a team that's going to get talked about having a team that could win and if jim harbaugh's track record shows anything could win big um I think is probably going to win out over a lot of these other things that they've been talking about. If in fact he gets the job. So I don't even know if we call Harbaugh a finalist at this point, because this is his first, first real interview. Right. But yeah, it, it's a technicality. They've, they've already talked to him. We, let's, let's just say there's four serious candidates at this point, right? Because they're bringing three guys in that we know they've interviewed already for second interviews, which is yep. you know, the two, uh, the two Rams coordinators. And then the, uh, the Giants uh, defensive coordinator, right? Yep. And then yep. and then Harbaugh. Um if <laughs> as we sit right now, and again, everything's subject to change in mere hours, as we found out earlier today. Is there uh, if we thought maybe at, at two o'clock that the that the leader in the clubhouse might be the Rams offensive coordinator? Do we still feel that way now, knowing that Harbaugh is getting a real interview on Wednesday? Well, it always kind of had this thing. I mean, because I think we kind of talked about pecking order a little bit earlier in the day, and Kevin O'Connell certainly has seemed like he's the, the the front runner. But there was always this thing since Saturday of, well, we're we're making our list and trying to figure out where this is going. But the Harbaugh 
possibility is hovering over all of it. If Harbaugh decides, yes, I want to go about this. Yes, I'm interested in the job. I'm actually interested in the job. Then I think that changes the entire calculus because I don't think you're going to bring him in and say, well, okay, Jim, thanks for your time. But, you know, we, we've got this, you know, young offensive coordinator we're really excited about and we're going to send you back to Michigan to deal with the fallout of flirting with an NFL job. And now trying to explain to all these recruits that, no, I'm not going to do this again. I'm actually going to be here. I, I don't think you're going to go about this if you're Jim Harbaugh, unless you are really serious about coming back to the NFL or you're just really, really committed to trying to stick it to your university president. Maybe that's it, but I have to think that you're probably pretty serious about it if you're going to go through these steps. So if that's the case, I would find it really hard to believe that Harbaugh is going to come to Minnesota for an interview without some strong belief that he is going to get the job. I think at this point, if you take it at face value, and I feel like you probably have to, you probably say he's the front runner, then probably Kevin O'Connell after that, I guess. And then uh, Raheem Morris, Patrick Graham, who I think they'd like, I think they like all these guys, but if Harbaugh is in the mix, that may win out. Now, the other piece of this is this interview cycle, this hiring cycle so far for all the talk about we need to change the process has led to a lot of white coaches getting jobs. And you may end up in that same situation again here where it's an accomplished white coach that is in his late 50s succeeding a white coach who got the job in his late 50s. So um it's a different thing, obviously, with Harbaugh having done it before, and the track record is is different as a head coach than when Zimmer came into it. But the optics are still what they are, and they change certainly by the fact that you have a, a, a GM of color now. I mean, that that does change things, and there's no getting around that. We shouldn't make light of that or, or you know, give the Vikings less credit than they deserve for making that step. But the NFL has also talked about wanting to change this hiring cycle, and if you end up kind of as part of that process and all of these jobs end up going to white men, once again, uh, that is going to be a tough thing for the league to kind of explain and try to figure out. So this, that dynamic is involved here as well. A couple more things, Ben, and I'm sure we'll probably talk again at some point here because this is getting very interesting. If it wasn't already, it, uh, Certainly is interesting now um, as we think about this. I mean, you know, the timeline for these Rams coordinators was going to be anything official was going to have to wait two weeks because they're in the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, if they decided to hire Jim Harbaugh, they could announce that Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I mean, this could if he really is their own uh, national signing day. What's that? Could be their own national <laughs> signing day. I mean, it's, it could accelerate the timeline, at least the official timeline, could it not? Yeah. Yeah, it could. I mean, there's no question about it. There's nothing that would keep him from taking the job on Wednesday. If, if they decide that they wanted to do it, they would have to pay the buyout to the university of Michigan, I think, which is a million and a half, but which is kind of nothing. I mean, that's that not, I mean, it's absurd to say it's nothing, but, but by buyout standards, that's not very much. No, it's not. It's in the grand scheme of things uh, in terms of the sunk costs that you are paying in 2022, it is behind what you're paying Rick Spielman and, far behind what you're paying Mike Zimmer. Now, if you're bringing Jim Harbaugh in, you're probably paying him, I think, in the neighborhood of what you're paying Mike Zimmer. Or you know, you're, So it's a, it's a big bill, but the Wilfs have never been 
shy about saying we will spend what it takes to do what we believe is going to help us have the best chance to win a championship. So, yeah, I, I think it could speed the timetable up an awful lot. And then you're probably talking about um, coordinator candidates maybe by the weekend. Um, if this all goes that way, we'll, we'll have to see. But, yeah, it certainly would speed it up quite a bit in front of where we would have been if it's Kevin O'Connell or Raheem Morris. I would think, and this is my own opinion, but I would think a Harbaugh hire kind of in tandem with the idea of being ultra competitive in 2022, that to me signals Kirk Cousins is here in 2022, but that's just me. I I would kind of agree. I mean, it's been interesting. I've been thinking a lot about the Kirk Cousins ramifications of all of this today. And Kevin O'Connell was kind of the interesting one because he has a history with Cousins. He was his quarterback's coach the last year that Cousins was in Washington and would bring in a similar system. Harbaugh, it it probably would change, I think, um, you know, based on what he'd like to run. I mean, the last thing I guess we saw him running was Colin Kaepernick, and that changes things just based on Kaepernick's mobility. But I would tend to think Cousins is here in that scenario. Um, Cousins and Mike Zimmer did not have – a relationship. They, it was not a good relationship. It got better when cousins kind of made the effort to say, Hey, let's go watch film, but they did not have much of a relationship. I, what his relationship would be like with Jim Harbaugh is anybody's guess. How do they click? Um, how does that go in terms of them getting on the same page is a big question, but Harbaugh, the, the big difference is that Harbaugh was a quarterback. Harbaugh understands the position. He understands what a quarterback goes through and you would think would do a better job of probably being something of an advocate for Cousins, uh, maybe in a way that Zimmer was not. I I would tend to agree with you that Cousins is here if they want to be competitive. Now you still have to figure out the financial ramifications of how to make that work. But, yeah, I think there's certainly a very good possibility that he's here if this is now sort of a – quasi run it back um not really run it back but kind of and let's try to just go try to win right now i I think it it's good for dalvin cook um i think it's probably good for some of the the linebackers that they have i mean guys like eric kendricks that are turning 30 you know some of those guys it's probably good for that defense going forward it's probably good for michael pierce if you figure a three four is coming in here if it's Vic fangio uh i mean you could see a lot of those those types of players um, shift into that defense, I think fairly seamlessly. And um, yeah, there's a lot of ramifications, but yeah, I I would agree with you that cousins is, is probably here more likely that way than maybe a lot of the other possible head coaching hires. Harbaugh understands that if you audible out of a run um, into a pass that gets returned for a pick six, you're going to get chewed out by Mike Ditka in the old Metrodome. That was one of my favorites. (laughs) You remember that? Yeah, yes. I don't know if you yes. they, they lost uh, they were up 20 to nothing and he audibled out of a out of a run 92? and pick six. I get, I think it was yeah, somewhere in there and they end up losing like 21-20 and there's a Ditka just going ballistic on him yes. on the sidelines. So Yeah, I'm sure that'll come up uh, but, if in fact we go down this road. Final thought on the quarterback though. I mean, it, when he was in San Francisco, he basically made a pretty bold switch from Alex Smith in the middle of a season to a Colin Kaepernick. So he's not afraid to, you know, take something that's good and make it better. So I, I'm just, you know, getting ahead of ourselves, you know, just just this whole search, but would be fascinating to see how he 
handled a lot of this roster. Yeah, Alex Smith, who was um, effectively, though not officially, traded for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's right. He was he he's Kirk Cousins' replacement in Washington. Yep, he was the, when that trade happened. When the Super Bowl was in Minnesota, Kirk Cousins was hanging out at Shake Shack, the Mall of America. I was stalking him at Shake Shack. Yes, yes, and it on happened. Radio Row. Yep, and everybody thought, okay, well, Cousins may end up here in a few short months, and lo and behold, uh, that was the the move that made that happen. It's yeah, it. I mean, Harbaugh. Certainly, because they were in the NFC title game with Alex Smith. The first of those three they went to yes. was with Alex Smith. He had had a great playoff game. I remember covering or watching this game when I was on the Wild Beat at the Pioneer Press. Uh, I was in St. Louis, and the game was on in the back of the arena, the Scott Trade Center, I think, in St. Louis. Um, and it was like Alex Smith and Drew Brees in a shootout. And Alex Smith won the game and then lost to the Giants the next week. And then, yeah, Kaepernick would have taken them to the Super Bowl the following year. But, yeah, the, the first year they were really good was with Alex Smith. And Harbaugh still said, eh, we're going to make the switch. I'm going to I'm gonna pull him because I think Kaepernick is uh, – there might have been an injury that facilitated some of that. But I, I know they stuck with Kaepernick in the end and said, we can win with this guy. And they ran the read option stuff that the Vikings did not with Joe Webb, ran it all over the Packers, and then ended up in the Super Bowl a couple of weeks later. So lots of uh, – Weird little ties here to, to a lot of things. And then you got the whole, like, uh, Sparty, go blue. How is that going to re- impact the relationship within, between Cousins and Harbaugh? Um, lot, lots of fun little uh, oh, man. angles to this whole thing. I feel like you're talking me into it at this point, because at first I was like, God, no way this is going to happen. But we will we will <laughs> see, Ben. Um, follow Ben's coverage, Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Plenty of twists and turns, I'm sure, as the week goes on. Ben, appreciate you hopping on again, again, um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you in uh, maybe like 10 hours or something. Something like that. Sounds good. Really thorough stuff from Ben, as usual. He has a good story on StarTribune.com Tuesday morning that you should check out. And again, you know, it's going to get busy. They have an interview today. They have Harbaugh on uh, on Wednesday. Today's interview, obviously, uh, not Jim Harbaugh. Today's interview uh, is is with uh, is with Patrick Graham uh, from the from the Giants. They talked already to Raheem Morris and Kevin O'Connell on Monday. Both of them Rams assistants. So, gonna get down to it pretty quick here. I'd imagine, like I said to Ben, you know, if if they don't pick one of these Rams coordinators, they could find themselves making an announcement relatively soon. So. Stay tuned on that. It's still it's just hard to imagine the Harbaugh hire given everything they said. Um, but I, I guess it would almost be the rule of opposites in a weird way because the the opposite would be the opposite of what they said, not the opposite of what they just had as head coach. So we will see. It's kind of a lame way to leave it, but it's it still feels like it's so much in flux that we will have to just monitor this over the next couple days and wonder, are they really going to do this with Jim Harbaugh? Let's finish with the cooler. Tom Brady speculation has been going on for quite some time now. The 44-year-old quarterback reportedly going to retire. That's according to ESPN and a lot of other folks. Brady says, eh, not so fast, although it feels like a non-denial denial in a lot of cases. He talked on his podcast, Let's Go, 
on Monday said sometimes it takes some time to really evaluate how you feel and what you want to do. I think when the time's right, I'll be ready to make a decision one way or the other, just like I said last week. He said he's still going through the process, quote, doesn't have a timeline, um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I don't, you know, it, it sure feels like he's just trying to make this be on his terms, nothing more to it than that. Um, but it would sure be a, uh, it would sure be fun if, um, if, if those reports turned out to be wrong and Tom Brady came running through that tunnel, uh, at the start of the 2022 season for one more go around. But, uh, Hey, if he retires, that's just one more landing spot for potential quarterbacks this off season. Um, as I wrote the other day, the, the, the one thing that has probably given me the most mileage in this entire year of daily delivery podcasts is the question of whether Kirk Cousins will be traded. I was all about that last offseason. I'm going to be all about that this offseason. Ben and I even talked about that a little bit earlier on this show and whether a Jim Harbaugh hire would make that less likely. So, um, again, plenty to sort out in this NFL offseason, but there's going to be no shortage of drama, and it sure feels like the Vikings are going to be right in the middle of it as usual. That will do it for today. Again, go check out that bonus podcast, that special delivery for one year anniversary, if you would. Tomorrow's show should be a good one. Jerry Zagoda from the Star Tribune will join me to preview the very cold U.S. men's national team soccer match Wednesday night against Honduras at Allianz Field. Supposed to be single digits, maybe even lower for that game. And it's a big one for the U.S. men. Thank you for joining me. We'll be back at it again on Wednesday.